0: O beautiful, for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple mountain majesties above the fruited plain, America, America, God shed his grace on thee, and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. The America I know is a land of freedom. America is a land of equal treatment under the law. Despite what the New World Order fascists in Washington DC have said or done, the majority of Americans still hold strong to what America is supposed to be. We know we are the majority. We Americans have not and will not forget that our freedoms are given to us by God and not by the elites of the Uniparty. We demand that the treasonous behavior of these despotic criminals be stopped and that they be brought to trial. We know we will prevail. We Americans believe in resolving our conflicts peacefully. No matter how much they label us as the terrorists, as they destroy our country and defile our Constitution, the very act of terrorism. As such, we know who the real terrorists are. We will not become violent because we know that is what they want. We know that they will use such actions as an excuse to further attack our freedoms. The Uniparty and their propaganda arm, the media, have failed. Millions of us are awake. And we demand that the lies be exposed. We demand that the real coup be exposed. We demand the real insurrection, which occurred on November 3rd of 2020, be exposed. As contrary to their narrative, we just want to be left alone to pursue our happiness, enjoy our freedoms, and to leave our country a better place for our children and grandchildren. This is a look at everyday Americans who showed up as proud Americans on January 6th, only to be murdered by their government. They were not violent insurrectionists. They did not die from drug overdoses or sudden cardiac arrests unrelated to the events that day. Hello, patriots. Welcome to episode 57. Uh, got a great episode for you. My interview with Kara uh, Castanova uh, Castanova coming up uh, in just a minute. But first, I wanted to just help you like that intro, by the way. Uh, if you if you want to say something about it, send me an email at redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com. Also, if you'd like a black flag, um, you can send an email with the subject of black flag and I will... I will draw for for that. Um, I do know I still owe a G- uh, gentleman Tom out there a uh, flag, so that's coming. But um, also, just want to say you can support the show with uh, mypillow.com purchases. If you use TPR, you get up to 66% off. There's some great sales going on over there right now. You can also go to our website at redbloodpatriots.com and join our site. Um, we do have a free membership. And we also have a couple of paid memberships. The highest one I think is ten bucks. So not too much, but it would be it'd be great if you'd help uh, help us out and support the show. Uh, look forward to uh, talking with you there as well. They have an app you can download, as you see at the beginning of every show. We have an intro for that app as well. Um, but I wanted to say something about the intro before we go into the interview. I really very strongly believe that we definitely, I know that uh, folks get upset, folks get angry at everything that's going on. We definitely have to hold our powder and uh, address these things peacefully and use the law to take our country back. And I really believe that wholeheartedly. And I also know that there are plenty of patriots out there who have been intimidated by the FBI showing up at their house and and. some rather fascist fascistic sting uh, things that are happening uh and that only uh, makes me sad really because these are the people that should be upholding our laws and uh, we look at the border and other things and we see that instead they're busy harassing americans and that that's there's really no excuse for that uh so i'm going to go into the interview uh, i really enjoyed this and i hope you will too and uh I'll be back after the interview for for some closing thoughts.
1: Some viewers may find the following video
2: disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised.
0: My guest today is Kara Castanova. Kara is with AmericanGulag.org, among many other things. I know you you said uh, Gateway Pundit and Citizens Against, is it political prisoners?
1: Citizens Against Political Persecution.
0: Persecution. Okay. And then you had told me a little bit more about your background. I'll just have you share whatever you'd like to share with people, if you don't mind, and then we'll get started.
1: Sure. So my name is Kara Kashtanova and uh, like you said, I'm, I'm a writer for American Gulag, for The Gateway Pundit. I'm also a con- contributor on a Newsmax show that airs on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. called Wise Guys. And my background is I'm a boxer. I was a two-time champion, Golden Gloves champion. And um, I think that's really helped me actually more than I ever thought it would in the past couple of years, because I've become an activist really fighting for political prisoners, fighting these mandates that are happening here in New York and around the country. And it takes a lot of stamina and wanting to give up. So I think boxing has really helped me in many ways. So that's why I mentioned that. Um, I was also a trainer on NBC's Biggest Loser as well where i help people lose weight but that's a whole other story for another day but right now i'm an activist and um you know i've I've become a journalist which um i never thought i would say because i was so frustrated with the news but i figured i would join them and you know be able to tell the stories in a real way rather than just continue to hate on the fake news
0: right right on so what was the story that really got you started down that path and got you being an activist
1: (sighs) It was the lockdowns, the big time, the lockdowns. Um, I started only becoming interested in politics, really, to on a high level when Donald Trump came into office. And believe it or not, and this is a crazy brief story, I was a volunteer for the Hillary Clinton campaign. That's how little I cared about politics. And I, when I say that, I mean, I didn't know anything about politics except that Hillary Clinton was a female and I wanted a female to be president. So I didn't care about policies, anything like that. I'm like, if, I'm like, all politicians are evil. At least if they're going to be evil, let it be a female in my lifetime. So I volunteered for her campaign, and that's when I started really looking into the politicians and who they were. And I came across Donald Trump, uh, completely fell in love with the guy, um... Had to resign from the Hillary Clinton campaign. Um, I was like a traitor going to these Trump rallies while I was volunteering for Hillary Clinton. I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? And I had to make a decision, which was that, uh, you know, I believed in Donald Trump, and I really what what stood out to me the most about him was the way he, you know, gave the middle finger to the man and the establishment and the news, which crazily I work for now. But I work for media companies that I believe in, but he was really giving the finger to the mainstream media and I'm like, this is this is so necessary. So I completely made a turn around and started following Donald Trump. And that's how I got into politics. And only but when I when I say really got into it on a level where I'm working full time, not full time, but all my free time as an activist was when when the lockdowns happened. Um, I was always a very physically fit person and a trainer and an athlete and a boxer. And, you know, when you're being confined to a house and you know that that's not healthy, that's not mentally healthy, that's not physically healthy. Something was telling me something was very wrong. And I think it started for me the day when all the gyms closed down. And I ran to my local high school track, and there was a big padlock on it. They weren't even letting people exercise outside, and I was, like, having an anxiety attack. This is something very wrong with the world. And I started doing research and reaching out to like-minded people, which I didn't even think existed at the time, because this is going back to March of 2020,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: which was – was it 2020? no was was it before 20 it was but oh my god
0: 2019 is the but that's but that's when it came in but that was at the end of the year so it probably was march 2020
1: right it was about no it was it was march 2020 yes march 2020 i'm starting to lose track because everything is becoming um is coming together but that's when i became really interested in fighting the lockdowns and fighting uh fighting these COVID restrictions and I started an organization called Liberate New York, and I just started fighting full force with the rallies and uh, getting like-minded people together to up the morale. And um, after a year, people, more and more people were joining us, so I felt like my work was done there, and that's when I really started fighting for the political prisoners from January 6th, because I was there on January 6th, and I saw what really happened, and what the news was portraying is not what really happened. And I know that the people that are there, for the most part, are good people, that got caught up in the moment, and they're being treated so unfairly, like domestic terrorists right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of them were, were, it was a moment of passion. Nothing was pre-planned in in any way from the research I've done. It was just people being people in the moment. No excuse for them to still be in jail over a year later. Being held in solitary confinement with no bail, which is what's happening right now. And nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody had the nerve to talk about it. We were some... Citizens Against Political Persecution, the organization I started, did the first rally with Book Ahead America. We were the only people talking about it. We called the news. We called Fox. We called all the, um, everybody. Nobody wanted to pick up the story. There was a mandate, I'm I'm assuming, in the news studios that we don't talk about January 6th. If we're on the conservative side, we want to kind of not talk about it like it didn't happen, and the liberal side wasn't on our side.
0: Same, first of all, welcome to the, welcome to the light. And secondly, yeah, I mean, they they didn't want to talk about that. They, they do the same thing with the elections, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. can't talk about the elections at all. Right. Uh, I don't know.
1: You know, you think you got people on your side, but they're not only on your side when it's convenient. They're only on the side of the people. You have these big media corporations that are supposedly conservative, but they're not on your side all the time unless all of no. a sudden, like they get the okay from the deep state that they're allowed to talk about these things. So then you find the biggest allies are people like Gateway Pundit that I work for, in right. um, even places like Infowars. They were talking about the the um. They were talking about this stuff, on um, a lot of the alternate podcasters. And then they talk about it and they talk about it and they talk about it and they're so brave to talk about it because they're risking cancellation on right. from side on, on all levels till their and their audience is a crossover audience with the right side media in in the mainstream. So eventually people are saying, you know, they have to pick it up. They're forced to hand because they're like our audience is wondering why we're just not talking about this. Let's start talking about it. So we force them to start talking about
0: well, it. Well, I think what more and more Americans are realizing, you call it the deep state, I call it the uniparty, uh, it, just because you got an R next to your name doesn't mean that you're a good person or you're going to do the right thing. And and these people, you know, on January 6th, that day, we see Lindsey Graham on the floor uh you know, and he's coming up to Kamala Harris. He pats her on the back. You know, con- I don't know if he's congratulating her for the for the stolen election or what. But I mean, uh, just a perfect display that these people they they are working together to gain power and wealth, and that's about it. Right. You know. Right. And, and there's a few brave people out there. Ron Johnson, I think, is good. I think you know, there's uh, some others that are kind of waking up, but. You know, the sooner the American people realize that they've used political beliefs as a wedge issue and, and to separate us and, uh, you know, really keep us busy with distraction, the better. And you look at the truth as to what happened both in the election and January 6th, you know, uh, I've got some video clips I want to show, first of all, though, your the webpage, uh, American Gulag. Now, this is AmericanGulag, uh, org. And you can go to this website, and I love it because you, you can actually go and check out, you know, what's going on with individuals that are uh, still incarcerated or, or not still incarcerated. You can catch up on uh, their information, and you can donate. So, uh, again, americangulag.org, I highly recommend that my viewers go check it out. They support, this is a cause that we all want to be part of. And um, these people's lives and families uh, really have been destroyed for the time being, and and probably longer because of the narrative and the labels that they've been given. Now, more and more people, I think, are waking up to to that. That we have, you know, the DOJ, the FBI coming out, and they're calling people like you and I that believe in the Constitution and individual liberty and freedom uh given to us by god they call us terrorists they're right. even calling now te- um, you and i terrorists because we speak the truth right um so i'd like to uh i'd like to show uh, a video of that day and i want to show uh roseanne boylan which is a case uh, you wanted to talk about in particular in uh, in just a few minutes but i want to show a video where um, people can see that really it wasn't violent. And this is on the outside of the, uh, of the Capitol. You know, the narrative has been that, you know, these, these uh, rambunctious, violent terrorists attacked the, the Capitol. It's an insurrection and blah, blah, blah. And the, the truth is that uh, it was a staged event. I've shown video in previous episodes of uh, Antifa um, arriving in short buses appropriately and they're being let in by the feds and it, they they come in with gear on you know and they and they're the ones that come in and do the damage and uh i have other video that shows people entering the capitol with police on the sides just letting them in um talking casually with them you know it was a completely staged event and and i want to share this first video again this is on the outside and the police start shooting flashbangs into the crowd and you can see for yourself the people were just standing there. Yeah. So there you have it. I mean, the people were standing there, waving their flags. They were—they were not doing anything that warranted right. use of a flashbang.
1: That you know. was right. That was before you know. You could see that the bleachers have no people in them. Nobody's climbing the walls. You know, that's all. Right. Well, it takes a lot uh, to you know. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's common human psychology, and I'm sure you know these operatives knew that. Like you know, you got a lot of macho alpha type guys in that crowd, and it, you know, you, you're attacked then it's going to infuriate somebody. Like, if somebody threw a flashbang at me, I'm going to start screaming, what the F, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then they throw more flashbangs, and it just escalates. And that's what I saw that day. I was there, and I saw a lot of people really outraged that the cops were treating them a certain way who felt really betrayed, that like, we backed you, we backed the blue, and now you do this to us? And it was kind of that almost incredulous, like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe you guys are attacking us to the point where then, you know, then you get a couple people launching stuff back, and deciding to be disorderly and climb walls, but never was. And did I see any type of extreme violence, maybe right. just disorderly conduct. But all of that was provoked.
0: Not right. That, it, it, exactly. Yet, uh, yet this is an insurrection, but as cops stand by and watch city blocks burn and allowed several blocks of a major city to be taken over for weeks and allowed these people that assaulted and even murdered people, you know, for a whole summer... Um, these people, you as being there on January 6th, you're an insurrectionist, but these people, uh, our vice president lobbies and, and gives money to bail these people, these criminals, out of, out of jail. Uh, in the meantime, this is what's so infuriating. We're labeled, good Americans are labeled by these fascists because that's what they are. Uh, that want to destroy our country and take power and make money while they step on all of us uh, right. and ignore our constitutional rights. And I don't know if you want to talk about it. Um, and if not, I can edit it out. But I, you had mentioned getting on the phone that you've had a couple contacts with the FBI. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, or? I can
1: talk about that. Um, it was, uh, They got uneventful, but, you know, I think they, did, they were doing it to a lot of Americans at the time to scare them and just shut them up you know, and uh, getting uh, a visit from the FBI was, I wasn't here, thank God. I was on, I was away on vacation. The, I mean, it really ruined my vacation when my aunt called me and said the FBI is here at the door and she put them on the phone. And I've spoken about this, but that only just made me want to fight harder for our rights because I, I said that the FBI has no right coming to my house, terrorizing my, my aunt, um, scaring me into feeling like I have to shut up now because then, you know, like any human being, it's going through my mind. Maybe I should be careful now about what I say with my freedom of speech. Maybe I should just shut up about January 6th or about these mandates because I don't want to bring attention to myself. And I'm like, you know what? I have to do the opposite. I did nothing wrong. I was there um, on January 6th, like everybody else, a peaceful protester, like most other people. Um, and they they came to my house to ask me questions really just about what happened that day which to me was sort of like almost a warning, I think, which, like I said, they were doing to a lot of people at the time and still are, they're still arresting people. Um, yeah. so I didn't talk to them really except to give them a brief statement. and I was polite and I answered their questions, but, um, you know, you don't have to talk to the FBI if, um, you know, you could have a lawyer present, um, if they don't have a warrant or anything like that, you you know, you don't have to go with them anywhere. So, um, thank God it never came to that for me, but, um, it kind of gave me, Yeah an understanding of that fearful feeling that it's it's terrifying really and i can't imagine i've heard story after story since then of of women men who have had the fbi raid their house at five in the morning go through all their stuff terrorize their family have um ak-47s or whatever type of guns um with you know the red dot all over the family in the house Mm -hmm. armored vehicles armored trucks helicopters like the craziest stories you could imagine um i spoke to a woman recently who was arrested she was an nypd arrested for January 6th, and I'm working on a story about her. And it's insane. Like, she's literally traumatized. She can't eat. When someone knocks at her door, she jumps, like, 12 feet out of bed because they, you know, raid in her house early in the morning and bang on the door. So, um, thank God I never had to go anything like that. But I could only imagine how terrifying that would be and how long – the long-term terror, especially if there was children in the house that were there. Right. So.
0: Well, you know, uh, yeah, you- you know if you – if you watch Frank's speech at all, which I'm really proud to be a part of, and, and I view, Mike Lindell as probably the most important patriot that's come come around in the last several decades. Um, he has, you know, been focused on Colorado uh, in addition to the, the rest of the United States, but it seems like he pulls some fe- people from Colorado that uh, you know are working closely with him. And one one Colorado mom. Uh, while she was homeschooling her children, was raided by the FBI, and they actually drug her, I believe, 16-year-old daughter down the steps by her hoodie. So it's not only traumatizing, you know, the adults, but imagine being a 16-year-old girl and having 20 guys come in with with uh, their weapons That's and insane. drag you around your own house. Insane. Insane. You know,
1: Insane, like stuff that happens, like you know, in other countries, not here, but now it is, you know.
0: Yes, it's so, it's uh insane. it's infuriating.
1: <laughs> you know, I talk, like I said, I talk to families of these guys all the time. Even one one of one of the gentleman's father passed away shortly after. and He was he's still in jail, this man, and he was unable to go to his father's funeral, who was a decorated Vietnam vet, Silver Star veteran. Um, A house was raided by the FBI, and I'm I'm sure he was, you know, an old man, just heartbroken to see his son dragged off like that and passed away not far after. And, you know, it's it's just terrifying for these families. Another guy told me there was men, he looked out the window, there were FBI agents in his trees with guns pointed at him and his little sister, who was like a teenager, where she had, like, red dots on her. Like, literally in trees. He came out in his underwear, like, what the hell is going on? And this guy literally... Was disorderly and trespassing. He's not, you know what I mean. No reason for this crazy nonsense and these fear tactics that that we have now come to think of as normal, I guess, in America.
0: Well, I don't think of them as normal. I think of them as right. I think, I think of them asking. as criminal. Um, you know these. Uh, since when is the FBI, you know, supposed to be acting like the brown shirts? Right. And if you know, if you know, if you will follow history, you know, and you're a student of history, you know. Uh, what I always call it, January sixth is the equivalent. It's the American Reichstag fire. You yeah, remember, you know well, you, you yes. remember, remember the Nazis and, and uh and that's kind of what the FBI seems to have turned into. The Capitol police are now who've now been caught, you know, going into uh, the offices of of congressmen and senators and um uh, you know looking for information and that's not their job. That's not the, what they're there for.
1: Right, and, you know, very scary.
0: It's all scary, and uh, so I know. Really... The
1: scariest part I was going to just say, like, to, to wrap it up, is that the scariest part is when when you know, when we both agree this isn't normal, a lot of Americans think it is because they all all the people that are there and that got arrested for January 6th, the majority of them were arrested because of tipsters for other Americans, other Americans ratting out either family members, friends. The reason the FBI came to my house, they said somebody gave them a tip. That was one of my Facebook friends. I don't even know what that means. So it was all, they said, they think they, they the FBI, Merrick Garland, thank all of these quote-unquote internet sleuths, basically spies that are writing out their own American fellow American citizens, um, to the FBI and saying that, you know, I have a neighbor who I saw a video that was at the insurrection and please come and arrest them. So that's what I mean when I say a lot of Americans think that, uh, you know, we we've, we've become have become conditioned to think that they have enemies in the United States not realizing that the actual real enemy is the deep state and yes. not their neighbor.
0: Right. Yeah, that's that's sickening. Now, I know you wanted to spend some time talking about um, Roseanne Boyland in particular and her death. Um, uh, so I know you, uh, you had said that you kind of, when you get into this stuff, you form relationships with people, right? Yes. And um, so I have a couple videos I want to show, and I want to remind people that the the officer that's in this video uh, is hailed after January sixth right. as as a hero and recognized as such in the media and even at the Super Bowl right she's taking a picture yeah. and stuff it- so it, it's uh, I want to warn you obviously this is graphic and and um, so if you don't if you don't want to see this or you have children in the room maybe you want to skip past this but. So I'm going to take a look at the videos here real quick there is no sound to this first one yeah so she's on the ground to the right and uh there she is she's being beaten with basically a tree branch
1: right it was a walking stick I believe Somebody had, it was like, I guess, you know, those old-fashioned looking walking sticks that must have gotten dropped somewhere. Somebody had on them.
0: I mean, she's not even moving and she's still being beaten. And this, this uh, Capitol Police officer is supposedly a hero. This is insanity.
1: Insanity. That's the same um, video, just from a different uh, angle. So Uh you can see the, the, the force, she's bringing that stick down. It's the same exact uh, scene. Look, look, she's swinging from such an overhead swing. Right. With All her might. Somebody who's literally laying there unconscious, possibly dead. Maybe that's what killed her. Like, you know, that, that's why there needs to be a real investigation. But, of course, the Capitol Police, not the Capitol Police, the D.C. police, uh, did an internal investigation only after we forced them to. Me and my uh, friend of mine, Gary, who I work with, forced a investigation by filing a lot of paperwork. And they came back and said that, she did nothing wrong. It was objectionable, objectionable. I forgot the word they use. You could see it in the Epic Times um, article by Joe Hanneman, who um, interviewed Gary, the person I just mentioned, that uh, the police came up with a conclusion that she she was acting within reason.
0: Yeah, that's that's bullcrap. And look at Reasonably you know what objective. kills me? What kills me is the MSNBC headline here. FBI releases new video of officers dragged into the crowd. They weren't dragged into the crowd. They were trying to get them to stop beating this woman.
1: Let's actually point that out because this was aired on Morning Joe with Mika and um, Joe, who just are very oblivious. And basically, they were narrating the video on their show saying, oh, look at these horrible Trump supporters you know, beating these police as a policewoman's beating the woman. But they didn't even see it. that. We, we Nobody saw this video until we saw it on this show. My friend Gary's like, oh, my God, that's Rose. That's the video of Roseanne being And that before that. We had never seen that video it was actually aired on MSNBC. But they're so negligent and they're so um, they don't even vet watch their own stuff that they're airing this video as proof that Trump supporters were violent, not even realizing what's happening in the corner of the video, which is that video blown up.
0: Yeah, it's, it's sickening, isn't it? I mean, these people are complacent in the propaganda that's destroying this country.
1: Right. You would think they would go back now and apologize and say, oh, by the way, that video that we aired of Trump supporters um, beating police, yeah. by the way, there was a woman being beaten by police, and she died that day in the video. But they would never do that. They're just dishonest, and they're just minions of the state. So that's right. what you expect.
0: Yeah, it's sickening. It really is sickening. Um, so I have... A couple articles and and um this one capital offenders the ugly uh the ugly truth behind the five deaths from january 6th and 7th um as mm-hmm. uh, a where i pulled a lot of these videos and you forwarded these to me and i appreciate you doing that i'll have links to to everything that you forwarded mm-hmm. me and there's there's other stuff um got the, uh, this one on roseanne boyland and the, her family now um my understanding is, you know, they they said that she was she died of an overdose, right? And her family has come out and said she's been clean for seven years. Exactly. Yet they yet they persecute her, right? In in the media
1: Dave's and lie point about point. her for, for life. This is her legacy. If you Google Roseanne Boylan, if there is Google in ten years, um, and the world survives because who knows? Um, you're gonna come up with Roseanne Boylan died of a drug overdose. This is a woman who became a drug counselor and her legacy that she wanted was that she was clean and she overcame drugs. And the media is saying she died of a drug overdose when she was clean for years and literally a drug counselor. So how do you think her family felt about that when the D.C. coroner came back and said, your daughter died of a drug overdose, and they said that makes no sense. And they were heartbroken and they were bullied by the the liberal media who stood outside their house. And this is my opinion, um, you know, and got them to say things like, oh, you know, we blame the Trump supporters and whatnot. For um, whatever was said, I think that they were the narrative at the time was pushing them to say. But then fast forward months later, when they try to get her autopsy report from the DC coroner and the and the uh, they're not able to. They were told from the very beginning that they would be given her records if requested, the pictures of her body, videos or whatever they do when they do an autopsy, so that they could order their own autopsy report. And when they actually tried to get those, the government said too bad uh, we're not giving them to you, you know, you need to get an attorney because you're not getting these videos. You're not going to get the body cam footage of Lila Morris, even though I called DC Metro Police on behalf of this family at the beginning and asked if I could get the videos. And they said a family member, only a family member of a victim could request these videos body camera. Then I informed the family, the family calls DC Metro and is told you can't get the videos um, because of the privacy of the police officer, which I've never heard in my life. Right. You know, I've never heard that when it comes um, to they get all the videos they want. I
0: wonder if I wonder, you know, if that would happen if it was a white male cop who killed a black woman, and their and their fa- her family called, right? Right. Um. You know, that's the sickening part of all this is that, you know, this isn't just people with a different ideology that are sticking to their beliefs, this is deliberate. I mean, you, you look at the responses that, that were given, you look at how we're treated, you look at the January 6th uh, hoax investigation that Pelosi put on, a little circus sideshow. Disgusting. And it, it's terrible. It's absolutely disgusting. The truth of the matter is, you know, when they paint us as the violent ones too, where all the evidence shows, whether it was BLM and Antifa in that summer of violence, or it's someone driving through a Christmas parade or, you know, countless examples of the people being violent are, are not us. Exactly. We're, we're the people who believe in, you know, peaceful uh, and legal um, assemblies, and we believe in, you know, God-given rights for everybody, regardless of how they look, what their religion is, what their race is, etc. Yet we're portrayed as the evil, and it, exactly. I just... You know everybody says oh you know you, you shouldn't you shouldn't go back to nazi germany you shouldn't compare it to nazi germany well well my response is why not you have you have joseph goebbels the propaganda minister of the nazis well that's what we have today we have dr fauci as the dr mengela of today right. you know i mean the comparisons are there and uh, obviously the only comparison i can't make at least at this point is the holocaust but well, you got states that are talking about putting camps together and putting people New York. in camps.
1: That's the New York. Welcome to New York. That's what we're dealing with right every day. You know, this threat of the governor saying that they're going to throw us into camps if we look or looked at as a health threat to the state. So, right. yeah. And Washington State as well. Right.
0: Yeah. It's disgusting. So I want to just give you a few minutes if you, if you want to talk about. um Uh, Roseanne some more or take it to what
1: what you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, most Trump supporters, most people on the right are peaceful. And I I, I agree. And, you know, that's why that scene in front of the West Capitol steps when I first saw it back in January of 2020 made no sense. I'm like, these back the blue guys, a lot of them are veterans attacking police, throwing, winging things at police. I'm like, it just made no sense. What ticked them off? Besides, obviously, being tear gas and flash grenade, what made them so mad? And it never made sense to me. And something about Roseanne always stuck out to me when I heard that she, this woman randomly died of a drug overdose. I'm like, something makes no sense. And then I started hearing these stories from the guys in prison as I, they called me and talk to me on the phone, telling me there was a woman that was being beaten to death and we were trying to help her and they weren't letting us get to her we were trying to give her cpr she was getting people thrown on top of her the police were teargassing people and pushing them on top of her she was getting trampled she was getting beaten and there was other people in that pile like philip anderson who uh, i'm sorry yeah philip anderson who also was a guy who got pulled out of the pile and was unconscious and another woman victoria white who was being beaten senseless and they were telling me these stories but there was no video released at the time because they were like really hiding that video and there's still more video to believe it to be released, believe me when I tell you that, you know, eventually it's gonna come out. But at the time we didn't have the video that we just saw. I was just hearing this through stories and I, I kept hearing the same story of all the guys. There's about seven or eight of them in jail right now in DC jail for it being violent around the West Capitol steps around this couple of minutes that Roseanne Boylan was underneath that pile, was getting beaten by Lila Morris, police officer Lila Morris from DC Metro, Sixth District. And um and I'm like there has to be some truth in the story. And then Gary who is a a, a colleague of mine um found this video and sent it to me and I'm like oh my god they were telling the truth you know what I mean there's a woman who was getting Mm -hmm. beaten to death by a police officer and there's guys in there who are literally being charged with assaulting this very police officer around the time that she was assaulting Roseanne Boylan so I mean do the math like what do you think these guys saw? these are all these like I don't. I hate to use the word alpha male because it's not exactly what I'm looking for, but they're these really tough guys who I think if they see any woman being beaten, um, well, or think, even a man being beaten, that's like smaller in size, they're gonna jump up and they're gonna say, "What are you doing?" Well, and I if think, you, I, think, I Go
0: ahead. I, well, I think that's that's what most of us are like. Exactly. I, you know, we're not the ones that just sit back and watch people being hurt. We're the ones that want to come to people's aid and 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 stop the madness. And I think what you're describing, they're. That's just being a good person. There are plenty of women that come forward and try to do the same thing. Exactly. And that's what Ashley Babbitt was doing. You know, I have right. I have uh, a short video of her, um, which I'll show real quick. This is uh, her punching. Uh, uh, not the one where she's punching, but uh, this is a video of it shows her asking the police to get help, and then it shows how the police just got out of the way, and of course, then this is just you know literally seconds before her death. So there she is, you know, she's saying, call for effing help, get some help here. And then that goes on, and, and the police st- step out of the way. And she climbs into that window, and, of course, we know what happens, sadly. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I've become very good friends with her mother. and like I, n- I never saw that particular video, but she looks just like her mom and a lot from the side in that video. And it's sad because her mom has never actually seen these videos. It just breaks her heart to watch them. But there's a lot of fishy stuff, obviously, that went on with Ashley Babbitt's death that's still to get to the bottom of. And thank God, you know, the, the family has an attorney that's pushing a lawsuit because the government and the Capitol Police are never going to actually investigate it on their own. Ever, us no. citizen journalists, um, and 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 the legal team that her mother has hired to figure this out. Why isn't the January 6th committee figuring this out? There's such a bunch of frauds. You they
0: know, are. I mean? they're criminals. They- they're they're criminals. I mean, you know, we could talk forever about you know whose whose hands <laughs> is this blood really on. Well, I would say Nancy Pelosi. Exactly. You you were the person who was supposed to set up the security. You were the person who turned down Trump's offer to have 10,000 National Guard or 10,000 additional uh, police uh, personnel, you know, and you are the person who is using this to divide the nation and destroy our country. And that's, you know, if there's any criminal here, and, and, and this is treason, let's not mistake this, this is high treason. Uh, all, all these involved in this, you know, should be charged accordingly, and of course they won't be because we don't have anybody on, on the Republican side who has uh, the gonads to actually do it. And-
1: yeah, but Marjorie Taylor Greene is tr- like you get the few that actually have a voice in that tribe, then you get the, you know the, you know the social media canceling her and and, and the news calling her a terrorist and yeah and, 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 and mocking her. And it's just so scary.
0: Well, it's Absolutely. Scary. And there are a few, like I said, there are a few of them, you know, but then it doesn't help when Mitch McConnell comes out and, you know, doubles down on calling, you know, these yeah.
1: these
0: people terrorists. That, I that,
1: hope that he gets elected out. He's, I mean, he, unless he retires, he's such a joke and a loser. No,
0: he's running. He's really not. He announced he's running. He needs to go. Okay.
1: Um, not a good politician. I don't think he represents the right anymore. I think he's starting to represent the left, if anything.
0: I don't think he ever did. You know it, what's funny is if you look at before I get too far off topic, I, I want to come back to uh, to another person there on January 6. But one thing I want to say is that you know if you look at the America uh, at America over the course, let's say from the 1960s on, the 1960s comes, we have the feminist movement, we have the hippie movement, you know, free love, blah blah blah, um, and w- the country the the left of the country from that point on continued to move more and more and more and more left to the point where we just had you know a refusal to to stop um, i need to i need to look up what state it is but they're talking about abortion up to the date of birth which is flat out murder that
1: would be new york i would assume it's always it so could good. be
0: it could you know but my point is this that that is how far left the left has gone they're full out fascists
1: right and then somehow that's celebrating women's rights
0: right? and they point to us and they say oh you're far right and it's far right well no it's not we haven't changed our views we you know we still believe in in like i said individual freedom and liberty we're we're not uh we're not shutting you up we're not censoring you we're not you know uh characterizing you as as these violent insurrectionists you know, I, I that's that part of it's frustrating and and I, I you know, I often ask myself why the hell won't they just leave us alone? Let us live our lives in peace and you know, and try to right. be happy and that's all we want. And um uh, you know, they're evil. That's what it comes down to. They are evil.
1: Right.
0: You had mentioned
1: Well, they don't realize that this is all going to come back and bite them and the you know what because with with them calling us insurrectionists and ushering through this tyranny that's coming with using January 6th, like you said, was the the fire in Nazi Germany, the Reichstag, Reich, is that how you say Reich, Reichstag? Reichstag. fire. Right. Um, what is, what's going to happen is they're now in the process of passing, quote unquote, terrorism legislation, domestic terrorism legislation, based on the January 6ers, and they're trying to, you know, there's all this new judicial precedence where people could be held in jail with no bail when they've not been convicted of crime for multiple years. So this is going to only affect people on the left eventually, if not sooner than later, more than likely. And that's what they don't realize. So they're like pointing fingers down, ha, 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 we got you. And, you know, the, the power changes. There's always a pendulum switch. Uh, uh, you know, they'll fall out of favor, whatever. They'll no longer be used for Black Lives yeah. Matter and Antifa. And guess who's going to get arrested? Yeah, right. They're going they, in they, jail this they the they
0: they do that all the time, right? It's just like when people on the on the right were co- complaining about Barack Obama's uh, executive orders and how many pushed through and how unconstitutional some of them were, and they defended it. And then Trump comes in, they blow a gasket every time he signs right. one. Right. Well, you know. Um, so you had mentioned a little while ago, you know, how the media portrays these people. And how they blatantly lied about who these people are. We were talking about Roseanne Barr in particular and her being clean for seven years. Not only do they do that, not only do they lie about the person and uh, belittle a person on purpose, they do it um, uh, in, a ra- in a raunchy, nasty way. Now, I'm going to show a video of another person who unfortunately. Uh, was a victim on that day, uh, Kevin Greeley, <clears throat> uh, Kevin Greason, actually. And um, I wanted to show this one because uh, they said that this guy, you know, he had his medical what prompted his medical condition was him tasering right. himself in the testicles.
1: So stupid.
0: How vulgar and obnoxious is that?
1: And, and that is what people remember, even though it's been disproven time and time again. That's what people remember. Well, who So, so who,
0: who in God's, God's name not. believes that a guy would ever do that?
1: People that are, you know, that watch CNN and MSNBC and read the New York Times more than likely. You know, they believe it. That's what they believe. They're conditioned to believe whatever they're told.
0: by yeah, their- they're lapping it up like <laughs> sheep. Um, so I'm gonna show this video and we'll come back. Okay So we got someone on the ground right now passed out, getting CPR done. They can't get anybody in here, and the cops are throwing flashbangs into the crowd. They're trying to save this guy's life right now.
1: Guys, get out of the way! Get out of the way, everybody!
0: You gotta get this guy out of
2: here. Out of the way! Out of the way!
0: National Guard out here. I was wrong, I thought that guy was causing problems, but he's not. Okay, now I'd like to show the video of Benjamin Phillips and then we'll come back and discuss it.
2: Back,
1: back, back! since the very beginning I've said there's no way that people just have heart attacks randomly cardiac arrests at Trump rallies especially guys that weren't even inside they were just standing on the in the front on the sidewalk like how how does that make sense how does that compute how irresponsible is the media for reporting that within days without doing an investigation um cardiac arrest could be prompted by anything somebody could stab me and I could have cardiac arrest somebody could shoot me in the head uh with a you know with a taser and i could have cardiac arrest and in this case what witnesses are saying and what video is showing i from what i understand and since the beginning believed that these flash grenades was what caused the deaths of both kevin Greeson and benjamin phillips who again were reasonably healthy guys uh, not very you know middle aged men who were reported that just literally collapsed on the sidewalk and had heart attacks. Does that make sense? I mean, that I think that any common sense person would say something caused it, and definitely right. wasn't the other Trump supporters. And I was there to witness the flash grenades whizzing by my head. Uh, so I mean, with no concern who it might hit, whether it's a kid or land in a baby stroller. So we don't. I mean, I, I would do the math in my head without even seeing those videos, and and say maybe those flash grenades that were being shot at citizens standing around. Um, had something to do with both of those deaths. And more and more evidence is being uncovered to show just that. And since the beginning, um, that's something that I was out to prove. And, you know, I'm glad that other journalists are working on it now, but that's something that I'm still bent set on proving without a shadow of a doubt that those other two deaths of those two poor men that day, that the media reported had heart attacks at a Trump rally, uh, was caused by police just like Ashley Babbitt and Roseanne Boylan's death.
0: Yeah, these police are hailed as heroes and protected while while in the case of George Floyd who has years of criminal history who uh, overdosed on fentanyl, had three times the deadly limit in his bloodstream at the time, who was complaining about being short of breath before he ever left his own car. Uh, we have the police chief on the stand saying that that officer put his knee on, on Floyd's shoulder not on his neck. and He sits in jail and obviously I, I, I agree that he should have called for help, and he was he was liable in that sense. Just like the people of January sixth who were doing the uh, destruction, you know, should be should pay the consequences for that. But you but know, it's,
1: it's equal justice under the law. Like really, yeah, there were guys who were violent. Yeah, there were guys who were doing insane stuff, but it's like. You don't get held in jail without bail for over a year. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous and nonsense, and it's a horrible precedent. This has never been done in America before. You know, they've served their time. That's for sure. There's no reason they should be going further further with any trials. You know, the worst thing that somebody did, I think, was spray a police officer with bear spray, and I don't even know the details on that. And that was not Sicknick, by the way. Sicknick, we all know, died the next day. It wasn't because of January 6th, um, directly, at least. And, I mean... This guy has already been in jail for a year,
2: right? In solitary confinement,
1: I mean, hasn't been tried. you know, so it's it's insane to me that guy we've seen, like you said, um people attacking police officers for the past year at, at you know, antifa people, um the violence and stuff. And I don't think anybody, I don't think Antifa should be put in jail with no in solitary confinement with no bail. Um everybody deserves a fair trial exactly and right. When, but when when you're letting them out and not these other people, that's not equal protection under the law. That's political persecution right. and it's illegal and it's unconstitutional and nobody is saying anything about it because, you know, the left have completely jumped ship and the right have, they're, they're just weak. They're not standing up for their own people. Well, and you know, eventually they're going to just completely be phased out altogether as far as I'm concerned.
0: Well, it's, it's insanity. And, and to show you, you know, again, how, how uh, purposeful these people are and intent on destroying our country uh Assembly bill here in Wisconsin has been introduced to stop teaching the Constitution in schools, uh, to, to make it so you can't teach it in schools.
1: Why? That's crazy.
0: There's only one reason. There's only one reason.
1: They don't want you to know what your rights are.
0: Right. They don't want you to know the truth about, it, about this country.
1: I think that since the beginning, like, you know, since the beginning of the lockdown, we've been saying, you know, this, we have a right to assembly. We have a right to free speech. You know, we have a right and we all cite the Constitution. It's really trending, I think, even for people who are in the movement, these, these freedom movements to learn the Constitution so we know what our rights are. So, yeah, I always thought what they're going to do is they're going to try to uh, phase out teaching the Civil War. The founding fathers because they're going to be like this is a really bad example we don't want anyone learning about an insurrection you know we don't want anybody thinking that it's cool to like actually stand up for your rights so that's what they're gonna you know unfortunately i think try to sort of phase out of history was that we had these great founding fathers that challenged the government you know and, and made america what it is and fought for all these rights that we have today it's really not going to be useful information anymore to be teaching young kids when you're trying to program them at the young age that they are.
0: Right. And they're doing a good job of that. And parents are finally standing up. And of course those parents are getting raided by the FBI uh, for speaking up, you know, at school board meetings. And uh, I, I have a guest on my show uh, and I have another clip that I interviewed with him talking about this assembly bill. And uh, he's, his story is born in Russia Uh, Georgia, actually the country, Georgia, given up by his parents at birth, um, lived on the lived off of the the uh, food in the garbage cans as a little kid, uh, saw communism firsthand, came to this country, joined the Air Force. He's in his 20s. He's going to these assembly meetings. And what are the Democratic uh, senators saying to him? Uh, Go back to Russia. You're not welcome here or you're a racist. You know, and look at Ashley Babbitt's case. Now, she's 14 plus years in the military, 14 years of service to the country. And look at how they're treating her. These people are godless. They're godless. They're evil.
1: They're heartless and godless and all of the above. They have no soul. And I really mean that. They don't care who they hurt. They don't care who they knock down. They don't care what the collateral damage is as long as they get to their goal.
0: Right. One thing I wanna make, make a point to say is, again, we are the side of peaceful legal action and that's what we need. I think that they're purposely trying to get people to be violent so they can point the finger and have an excuse to make things worse and take more of our rights away. That is what we cannot do. We have to do this peacefully. We have to do this uh, through the legal system and we have to, even though you might not believe that the elections can be won if, they're, if they uh, you know, are as corrupt as they seem to be, you still have to go vote, don't stay home, we have to try to replace the people uh, that are currently in the, the deep state, as you say, so we can actually do something.
1: Well, what people don't understand is that, um, what they should understand, this is the most, I think, urgent call to action, is that, you know, I'm planning on writing a story in putting this into the universal mind they are trying to pass legislation as we speak this has been planned before january 6th they just needed an event to use to push this legislation through for domestic terrorism which is going to be like the patriot act on crack and that's all i'm going to say and everybody should be very afraid in america it's going to completely violate privacy it's going to violate freedom of speech it's going to violate all of our constitutional rights and they're going to do it because of they're using these january 6 guys to pass this legislation and i've seen it since the very beginning i understood that's what they were doing now as i read more and more plea deals that they're handing these guys and these women asking them as part of your plea we want you to say that you were there to disrupt the the transfer of congress or to you know they they put this wording very specifically so that if they say this in their plea deal then they could use it to pass legislation See, we have 20 guys here who all admitted that they were there to be terrorists and disrupt you know the transfer of power. Therefore, we need this legislation. They've been doing this since the beginning, and um, now they're trying to pass a new new terrorism law. Um, I've seen plea deals again with the January 6ers, where it says literally in the plea deal that they're they're saying that they could still be charged in the future if this this terrorism bill passes. So it's not even it's like double jeopardy. It's like they're going to still be able to charge them in the future even if they accept this plea if this anti-terrorism plea deal comes back um gets voted in or gets uh put in, into into uh, place somehow so that's what people should really be afraid of because that's the effect that it's going to have on people really for the most part is that they're going to be able to spy on you they're going to take away your rights and then you're going to say how did this happen just like everybody's saying how did this happen how did all these mandates happen how did this vaccine happen how do you think it happened nobody was paying attention right. so I'm asking people to pay attention to that if they could pay attention to anything and try to separate yourself from the story you've been told that these January 6th guys are white supremacist insurrectionists. They're just a bunch of guys that are literally being used as examples to pass the most evil legislation and judicial precedents that you've ever seen in American history.
0: Absolutely correct. And I hope that people heed your word. I want to show again the webpage for American Gulag. If you would, uh, please go to AmericanGulag.org. Check out the stories. Um, it will make you angry i can tell you that um again we do things peacefully though i want to make sure to stress that and uh learn more about their stories share their stories donate uh tell your friends about this and uh i really would like uh you do you have a individual website
1: I'm i sure. do it's, it's com and also net. and people you can fo- follow me on twitter at um, I was banned from Facebook for telling the truth, so basically um, I will be suing Facebook. But in the meantime, you can follow me on on Twitter and uh, also on Instagram. And uh, go to Citizens Against Political Persecution. Always read, the, read the, the Gateway Pundit daily. I write for them, and it's one of the most honest news organizations out there. It is. And also, it's such a great news organization. And read, um, I'm sorry, watch me on Newsmax, another great news organization at, at 10 p.m., on Saturday nights on Wise Guys.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I look forward to hopefully having you back and talk about our victories.
1: I hope I hope too. Thank you so much, Jeff.
0: Thank you. And I looked and behold a pale
2: horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth. To kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth.
0: Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR.
2: coming to you from the land of common sense and american pride not a unicorn or rainbow in sight welcome back to the patriot review with jeff wagner
0: That is the show for today. I'd like to thank Kara and I would like to uh, remind you to go to AmericanGulag.org, check out KaratKasparova.com or net, and I will have the links in the final show notes after I uh, am done with the live stream here and get everything uploaded, so you can check out the other stories and the source that I had for the videos. Thank you for joining me today. Next week I have an outstanding show. I have the father of a young lady who passed away directly due to the COVID protocols and it is both heartbreaking uh, and uh, infuriating at the same time but uh, be sure to tune in for that one because it's extra special and uh, we'll see you next week Sunday at four.